Deep in the farthest recesses of the most distant jungle lies a city. A city populated by the most mysterious, terrifying, and downright grotesque denizens ever seen by mortal eye. Here, in the darkened corners of this cavernous locale, sits an ordinary, average brick building with an innocuous, ordinary, average, blinking neon sign which reads, On Air. It is here where each week, Seth Breedlove and Mark Matsky convene to discuss the greatest mysteries the world has ever known. Now, strap on your hiking boots, grab your trusty walking stick, and don't forget the bug spray as we begin our journey through Monsteropolis. This is Monsteropolis, a show about anomalies, legends, and monsters. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Seth Breedlove. It is... Oh, I'm joined as always by my pal, Mark Matsky. Hello there. Hola. Mark raised his hand in the uh, air as I... he spoke. <laughs> as if he was a, a, a Baptist minister in the 1800s. The sound quality is going to be suspect on... <laughs> on what you're hearing right now uh, and I just realized I left the little like the shoe for the mic oh. to keep it anyway we're doing this on the fly we are in my car you can see so we're on Silver Creek Road which um, not that way that's kind of like where we're heading okay toward so right now we're driving toward Rogues Hollow um, you've never been correct never been so I'm taking Mark to Rogue's Hollow. This will be our inaugural trip. But we're in we're going through Doylestown now. Yeah, so I'm not sure what the history is of Doylestown and its connection to Rogue's Hollow, but as I understand it, Rogue's Hollow was essentially Doylestown. So like Rogue's Hollow was here before Doylestown, and then Doylestown grew out of Rogue's Hollow. So right, the, the history of Rogue's Hollow that we've discussed so far on the previous episode is pretty interesting. And you know, you brought up West Virginia. There's a lot of parallels, I think, between the type of community it was and who it attracted to come work and a lot of the communities in West Virginia that we end up talking about. And the the deep history of these places is very fascinating in the sense that it's always rough and tumble. You know, these mine workers and foundry workers and so forth, they are, um, you know, they work with their physical strength and they live with their physical strength and that settled things with your fists for the most part if there were any any problems or disputes and it's in that same sort of rough territory that all this folklore arises you know and people passing stories from person to person and family to family so it's just so interesting to me that it'd be an area like that that exists right here essentially in northeast Ohio still where there would be a pocket of uh, of various peoples gathering around 
a work opportunity, essentially, and that would have like this, again, this rough and tumble reputation. So we're just turning onto Rogue Hollow Trail. We're gonna make a left onto this road. I'm gonna be able to show you where the horse was decapitated that became the devil, oh you know, the headless horse. Wow. On your left is Rogue's Hollow. So that's down in here on your left. And then we're gonna, we're gonna go up here. We're gonna turn down this road. Oh, they closed the road. <laughs> So they do this during the winter because the road's so bad. Um, so I'm not gonna be able to show you unless we park here and walk real quick. If you wanna walk down there, we could go down and take a look. Um, try not to. I, I wanna show you this anyway because this is also where we filmed the, uh, the Mothman sequence with the, uh, with the road. Works yeah. standing in the road. So we're gonna park here real quick and go do this. This is Gale House Road, and it's basically like a big, there's a big turning point in the road here that's pretty cool. But they closed this road because it's so, it's so bad. I mean, it's a crazy, it's narrow as can be, and I don't think you would make it up or down this hill in winter unless you had four-wheel drive. But this is the turn. This is Gale House Road, so this was the turn. So in the legend, a horse came around this curve in the road and beheaded itself wow. um and so where we're at now so when you come down we're going to drive down there in a second but that's that's the mill that's chidester mill there and then the rogues hollow is down there i'm going to shut this off for now mark and i are going to drive out and go back down and around and uh we'll start this again in a second So we drove around Rogue's Hollow, now we're on the other side. We're gonna approach Crybaby Bridge and try not to, well actually we'd like to hear the, the baby crying. So, and Silver Creek is raging today. This is way, way more impressive than it usually is. But this is actually Crybaby Bridge. So, like I said, it's very unimpressive, very small. But this is this is also not the original Crybaby Bridge. Um, the actual Crybaby Bridge is like further that further that direction, as I understand it. So if we go that way, we could probably find something. Not find something, but guess at where the spot is. There is a bridge that way too. What is your uh, first impression of? Rogue's Hollow. Well, it's a true hollow in the sense that we're right down between two ridges and we're here on a day where the rainfall has made that creek really start to flow. And you can tell too in the where the woods is sort of reclaimed where um, like old buildings had once been. And you said on the way in, you can probably walk through there and find foundation stones and things like that. That would be a lot of deep history here. If you come in on, if you ever want to come see this thing, what you would do is you'd take State Route 21 South. I mean, unless you're coming from the South and then you're taking North. But you're going to turn onto Clinton Road and then you take Clinton Road to Hametown. Take Hametown and then you get off at the, uh, at, at the sign that says... Uh, Rogue's Hollow. It actually says like Chidester Mill, um, 
but yeah, 200 year old sycamore tree. So the big thing back here, and it's weird because we're actually here around the right time, but supposedly in this kind of weather is when you see the mystery lights too. And according to the guy I talked to here, they follow the creek. So they come down, yeah, so they come down the creek. Um, and, and, and I did talk to, see where it says schoolhouse site yeah. and the old dam ruins are there. Chidester House and Barn. Alright, so we're just leaving in our car. We were only here for what, like five minutes, if that. <laughs> and it really is pouring too. I you know why I think more recently I started thinking about it. We maybe talked about this a little bit on the show, but I think one reason I've become so fascinated with this place is in a way, I feel like Rogue's Hollow is sort of like the concern about what happens to stories that die. And um, so Rogue's Hollow has this long history, right? And like all this folklore connected to it and people's lives began and ended here and all sorts of stuff, you know, you've got all this. but And it's all centered around this one little area. L locally, people still talk about Rogue's Hollow. This is the bridge, this, I'm sorry, uh, listeners, I'm gonna be scatterbrained, but like this is the bridge I think some people consider to be Crybaby Bridge. Because it's more in the general area where the original Crybaby Bridge would have been. But there's another one I'll show you up ahead. And there's your railroad tracks for, for the ghost train. I think I've just become fascinated with it because it's this history that's kind of being lost. Like, there's, it's kind of disappearing. Rogue's Hollow, they do this Rogue's Hollow Festival in um, Doylestown. But it's really just a name they gave something. They're not necessarily celebrating rogues hollow and there's certainly not the thing is they're certainly not celebrating they're not celebrating the folklore right they're not celebrating like these legends and i just think that's that might be why i've become so enamored with the whole thing i don't know if you want to jump in here sure well i think you see that at least there's a small society that seems to be interested in keeping that history alive and dominantly very old people yeah sure Right, and Fry's book, I think, was... This is the other bridge. Oh, I, oh wow. This one's way creepier. Yeah. Okay, we're, we're going across a kind of iron rot bridge. Yeah. And you can tell it's a place where people come to, like, <laughs> hang out. Because yeah. it's covered in graffiti. There's a cocaine gang. Yeah. They've claimed it they as it. their own. But, yeah... And there's more, I mean, right here, there's more potential for just hanging out yeah. in terms of places to go along the bridge and sort of this depression, marshy area near the creek itself. But yeah, like Fry's book, I think probably single-handedly has preserved the history that we can know up to this point. Yeah. Um, and aside from that, a lot of the living history, like you said, it's probably a couple folks in their advanced years sort of carrying the torch for that. And 
a lot of the, you know, thank goodness that there's the mappage and stuff that there is, because many of those structures would probably, no one would even know that they're there or to look for them. I'm glad I caught it. <laughs> that, that would have been <laughs> that would have probably been the major, most. Yeah. yeah, that would have been the most uh, monstropolis <laughs> way to finish out our 100th episode. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, we're back. Yeah, we're back in the palatial STM HQ. We are going to finish out episode 100, reminiscing. I, I, I want to talk about um sort of everything we've done over the last year or two years, I guess. Monsteropolis was announced with our trip out to the Olympic Peninsula. We were, we were, um, what's that lake? No, that lake. Oh, we were Lake Crescent. Lake Crescent. And that whole trip, we announced it. Olympic Project HQ. Yeah. That was fun. And we announced that show while we were at the International Bigfoot Conference. We recorded an episode um, I this is kind of weirding me out with the camera here. Yeah, I should mention that. <laughs> yeah, you so should. For, That'd for, be good. Uh, for listeners of the show, um, we are doing a video version of Monsteropolis now. To watch it, you unfortunately or fortunately, I guess, um, have to join the Small Town Monster Squad. I'm trying to very quickly pull up which level it becomes a part of the show at. Um, it's at the platinum level. I'm pretty. Yeah, it's at the a- lowest level. <laughs> so if you join the platinum, no, if you join the <laughs> uh, the lowest level, the the squad member level of Small Town Monster Squad, you get um, first of all, you get loyalty badges and emojis that Adrian created. Mm. So she took. Uh, I got to show you these later. Mm-hmm. She took uh, the Small Town Monsters houses and turned them into emojis different images, really? so those are pretty cool oh my god you get the whole catalog of uh production diaries these are the older production diaries not the ones that will be uploaded as we finish the films um you get small town monster squad podcast which is launching we're recording the first episode sometime this weekend and what that is going to be is with each episode people are going to jump on or off um and we're going to try to <clears throat> try to make it basically like a big full-scale like production sdm Mm -hmm. Uh, podcast that'll record probably upload twice a month I think is the plan yeah twice monthly Uh, is that like as it's happening like in the field type of recording or as of right now no but we probably will do that on occasion like I know Mm -hmm. this weekend we're recording and it's going to be like Aaron me and Adrian and Zach is is hopping on a zoom and maybe Jason okay um but yeah that's a good idea too and then for Monsteropolis listeners the video podcast um, and this is not, there are old Monsteropolis video podcasts that are on the YouTube channel. This is actually a video of Mark and I talking. So yeah, if you're interested in that, I don't want this to turn into one bit. We just did a whole ep- episode about squad. So I don't want this to be that. Um, but if you're interested in watching Mark and I talk about it or this episode, we're going to even, we just talked about rogues hollow. We're going to be showing some of the video of us actually in rogues hollow to a company that that audio you listen to. Um, okay. So, uh, two years, what is an episode? I have an episode that stands out to me, but I want to hear mm. if there's one that like really stands out to you that we've done. Wow. 
you know, it, it's interesting because like so many things in our world today, Monstropolis has gone through changes because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So for a while we were back together recording out of the, you know, the STM studios. And then all of a sudden we found ourselves recording from home, like going way old school. I didn't see you at all for three three months. Yeah. Three months I did not see Mark. So over those times, you know, we would, we tended to get guests on the show and do interviews and things like that. We had a fun conversation with Cliff Barrickman. Mm -hmm. Stan Gordon came on with us. Um, I think what I what really sticks out, and I already mentioned it, I think, when we were driving around, is like some of those early shows where we were doing little series about triangles or um, things like that were, were pretty fun. Um, I, one that definitely stands out is when we went to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the live show. met up with the Moth Boys yeah. and, and had the stage there in uh, some of our greatest behind the scenes photos are from that event yeah Yeah. so that was that was very memorable that was just that was just a nice night in general hanging out with the crew yeah one of my favorite shows i don't know why but this one always stands out was the interview we did with shay um all about right all about monsters ocean yeah, would, monsters that was during that whole yeah era and i was thinking i bet some of our better episodes were during that time period because i wasn't in the middle of making movies at the time i mean lately it's been crazy because we haven't i can't remember the last time you and i sat down and we're like hey we should do a show about this and then we researched it so we probably need to start back to that on on episode 101 like come up with some and you uh dear listeners should suggest topics um it would be great if we could get just like like listeners suggesting things we need to talk about mm-hmm. um because I think it would help us out a lot. Because we sit down and we're like, hey, do you want to talk about this? And then it's like, ah, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of vetoing going on uh, behind the scenes. Um, but yeah, it's been a while since yeah. we did like a, an actual a Monsteropolis, the way it was intended episode. Yes. But, you know, that's, um, that's to be expected, I think, with something that's been around like we have. I mean, we're not like the elder statesman of podcasting by any stretch of the imagination. But I feel like we've been around enough that we do run the risk of like repeating ourselves. I certainly feel that way after a while, but here's another thing that I have come to look forward to. And I think we will revive once again during this Yuletide season is the the ghost story episodes. That's exciting. Those have been well received by people. And I, that reminds me that, Probably time to start looking for good uh, someone, Christmas ghost stories gonna, to be someone to voice over for me. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably about time you started looking for someone to. That read reminds for you. me, <clears throat> Andy and I both think that part of STM Squad ought to be the scratch vocals that you do oh. for the rough cuts, dude. Because we, we had, they'd ruin the movie no. for most people. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> We we like we like those quite a bit, 
Actually. Like when I when I flub lines yeah. and then I just get Adrian. <laughs> you, you I, Adrian hear. was watching Mark of the Bell Witch, <laughs> and I would just hear her laughing in the next room. It's because I get so frustrated, and I don't e- e- edit that There's stuff no out. Editing. Yeah, it's, like, it's just like yeah. I'm reading the line, and then I'll mess something up, and then I'll huff or like I'll, I'll laugh or whatever. It's really weird. I listen to. Yeah, I think early the, I know, on, I, 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 if you're listening, the, the entertainment value is quite high. So it needs to be included, maybe just one, and see what the response is okay, like. So we'll consider it. <laughs> um, you know, we did that airship episode. I thought that oh, was that a was ton so of fun. fun. Yeah, yeah. There, there are. See, the thing is, there's a lot of guests I would love to have on the show, and and guests. It's weird because back in the day, I wouldn't have said this, but guests make things a lot easier for me because I don't have to do a bunch of research, 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 <laughs> research. <laughs> research. But um, I feel like. At a certain point, I I got tired of just running interviews all the time. I don't know if it's because, I mean, if you think about the full scope of STM and the number of people we, we've we interviewed, it's got to be hundreds, right? Like 200 people probably. And so it makes sense that I'm kind of burned out on mm-hmm. interviews because it's, it's hard. The problem is it's hard to have, it's hard to make it casual. You can say it's casual. But, like, it doesn't, half the time it doesn't actually feel casual mm-hmm. to me. And I, I like, I, I stress out during interviews. I've said this on the show before. And I'm not saying this because, like, our guests have always been awesome. It has nothing to do with the people. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I literally shake during some interviews. It's just the way I am. Mm-hmm. I've always been that way. Unless I can get, if I can really get it, it's almost easier for me to do person to person, like face to face interviews. I find that easier than, mm-hmm. than like phone calls. I don't know why. Yeah. But I would like well, to. Well, you can read the other person yeah. a lot better. I'd like to bring people back into the office though. Yeah. Like Stan, get Stan in here. <laughs> Go pick him up. <laughs> bring him over. Yeah. Um, yeah. Insist that he make meatballs because that would be, yeah, that would complete the circle. Do we like what do we how do we want to re- kind of wind down here? I we've got a big year planned. Um we're doing we're shooting on Monday. We're shooting on the trail of UFOs Dark Sky. Mark's going to be a part of it again. Um I'm hoping to have back some of the people that were in season 1. Uh, we'll have to see how it all plays out. There are some things I want to talk to you about regarding Dark Sky that I'm that I know you're going to kind of nerd out about. Ooh. So I'm excited to talk to you about Very some of the good. stuff we have planned. Mm-hmm. But um, we have a big year planned, and we have things planned for Monsteropolis down the road. Um, and obviously, like I said, it's a video podcast now on on STM Squad. So if you're interested in watching it, you got to go to YouTube and check it out on there. Um, but yeah, I have to say, if there's anything the last year has shown me, and I think this will be really apparent with like on the trail of Bigfoot, the journey, it's that the, the group has become like, like family to me. Mm-hmm. So like we've talked about it on the show too, n- numerous times, but like watching Andy grow up, yeah, be, like being around someone that is as, as steady and calm as you is really good for me. So like this show in a way has been like a, a weirdly, not therapeutic. What am I looking for? It's been like a, I legitimately has been a very calming influence in a year where you could get like kind of bogged down 
Like just mm-hmm. seeing you come in the door once every couple of weeks, yeah. you know, and usually I don't hear you come in. So when the door opens, it scares me. Uh, but I try to creatively sneak around. But it's interesting to think about why do we do Monsteropolis? You have to drive an hour and 10 minutes to get here to do mm-hmm. the show. I should be spending my time doing things <laughs> relating to work. Yeah. Um, half the time. I mean, so should you, I guess like both of us have other stuff we should be doing, but so I think that's what it is. It's like, I legitimately just enjoy, I'm not crying. I, I, there's something, there's (laughs) really is something in my You're you're on video now. So, (laughs) uh, no, I just, I think, I think for me, it's become like this, like a, it's a calming influence Mm -hmm. and I enjoy goofing off and talking about these topics. And not having to to be like stone cold serious, right? Like we do with the movies. Sure, I'm not complaining about that yeah. aspect of the films, but you know what I mean. Yeah, well, I think it's it's probably rather obvious for me. It is there is an element of uh, it being therapeutic, or at least just a completely different mental space for me to be in. Is to make the drive down to hang out with you to do the show, and it's something that I I know that I need just because of the the stress and strain of my daily vocation is uh, there's a lot of joys to it, but there's also a lot of burdens and things that I'm carrying for other people's You're sakes. talking about Monsteropolis? Uh, yeah, specifically. <laughs> a lot of burdens. <laughs> a lot of burdens. Yeah, so it, it is. It's, uh, it's a touchstone, you know? It's like going with the family... Um, analogy and what STM has become. It, it, it's for me in particular, I don't know, I'm not this in tune with everyone who's attached to STM, but you know, as somebody who grew up as an only child, I mean, my, I tend to, the people who are friends do become family for me. And so it's, it is, there's definitely a part of that, strong part of that. And just making sure there's that basic relationship is okay everybody's doing okay on your end and trying to help the stm cause i guess i don't think that's something we've ever talked about like formally or informally but i see my involvement in this as um doing what i can to help out make sure stm does as well as it can doesn't go under (laughs) well yeah that's a baseline sure now i also thought that it would be fun to read some of our reviews oh, on I iTunes. I made the mistake of looking on iTunes recently, and one <laughs> of the featured reviews was some guy whining about talking about the fact that we talk about the movies. Yes. Well, uh, that that's one. <laughs> yeah. Our most recent review, which so, is what made me want to do this in the first please place. Please tell me he says self-absorbed urban It's tools. close. Okay. It's close. Um, Redman 55 Dad yeah. on October 15th. Ooh. Really left sad. us the review one star probably uh, would be zero star if they, that was an option man. but the heading is terrible giggle fest <laughs> <laughs> and here is the review really irritating yeah. low on information and those are both true though why do these people think this is funny <laughs> I'll go back to that sentence in a second. Okay. Or remotely interesting. Yeah. Try somewhere else. There are a million podcasts out there. Yeah. So my question about the question is, 
are the these people of why do these people think this is funny? Us? Are we the these people, or, or the are the audience. these people the audience? Oh. I'm un, that that's unclear. Yeah, but I if, don't understand. When do we I, laugh that much? I, like I laughed when we, you said that, but like it's evidently strange. it's a giggle fest. Okay, when you when Redman Fifty Five Dad listens, yeah, so. I just I don't know. There there's something about that that it is you know, it, it is the new school self absorbed urban fools. It I is. feel like Giggle Fest. Giggle is Fest now. is we might change the <laughs> the name of the show to Monsteropolis Giggle Fest. Uh thank you, Red Man. Yeah. I appreciate it. So um and then probably the one that you were referencing is Horse Biscuit <laughs> on August 9th. One word heading, boring. Yeah. However, that was the one I read. In Horse Biscuit's defense, we did get two stars out of it. So for some, give, this is like the reviews we get for our movies where they praise them up and down and then give them three stars right. out of five. <laughs> I never understand yeah. that. Middling at best. Yeah. But it was just not even a sentence, in my opinion, because there's no period. But not interested in your movie making. That's the one. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Man. Ooh, roasted. Whew. So anyway, um, then we get that's leavened, of course, by um, ones like this from June 30th of this year. How could this happen? I just now find this podcast and it's two years old. I've been around since Sasswat watched all the STM docs and the on the trail of docs, but I never knew about this podcast. Yes. Being bored, I went to listen to an old Sasswat episode and saw the link for this. Can't wait. You two always do great research huh? Oh, and have oh great dear. voices for this. Uh, so sorry. Cheers. And that's from Hugh Beeler. All right. Cool. It is crazy. I wonder how many people have, have never realized that we picked up after Sasswat yeah, had I think ended. That, that might be a, a decent number of people. Mm-hmm. Even someone though the link is there. Yeah, someone the, suggested posting old episodes or new episodes of this to that in, feed. Right. And I'm just like, well, when we did that, though. I we think we did, did that, that for the first few episodes. Yeah. So, but it, it is like if you, the thing of it is, if you're not subscribed on like iTunes, mm-hmm. I don't know how you would know unless you're constantly checking back. And I know at the height of my podcast listening, I was not subscribing to shows because they were just constantly new episodes popping in and mm-hmm. you, would ju- you would get lost anyway. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad you found us, Hugh. Thank you for listening. Yes. And thank you, Red Man. And what's the other guy's name? Red Man. Horse Biscuit. Horse Biscuit. I like your name. <laughs> Horse Biscuit. I, one of my favorite reviews was from uh, Shay. Oh, really? she, no, I don't read the reviews. Okay. It hurts my, it hurts my oh, feelings. Well, no, no, no. You will <laughs> like this. This is Mar- Marine Cowgirl. That's how I kind of. Yeah, that's her. Yeah. Uh, five stars. Friendly chat about oddities. Monstropolis is like spending time with two friends talking about weird topics in the best way. Um, Seth and Mark are accessible, friendly experts. <laughs> On all aspects of the esoteric that run each episode as an informal conversation talking about a new fun topic. They also keep updated on the newest Small Town Monsters project. So if you're if a, if you're a fan, this is a great way to learn more behind the scenes or what is on the drawing board. Keep it up. And I feel like there's somebody who gets it. You know, one thing I wanted to mention to you, I was very kindly asked by the Astonishing Legends guys to do... Uh, a podcast with them 
this past week, this week. Um, and they were like, they, so you know, this people say things to me and it, I goes in like one ear and out the other. <clears throat> I forget things immediately. They had apparently said we were doing a show about Mothman legacy. And I read it as we're doing a show about Mothman with rich. And I was like, great. Like okay. that'll be a lot of fun. So we go into the interview and it was, it was a show about Mothman, but it was really about Mothman legacy. And they had questions about like specific people we interviewed and all kinds yeah. of stuff. So we ended up talking for 90 minutes and it was me and the astonishing legends guys. And then mm-hmm. Richard, um, Richard Hatem, the, the, the screenwriter yeah. of Mothman prophecies. And I have to thank them, the astonishing legends guys, because they gave me the opportunity to sit and listen to, uh, rich rave about Mothman legacy. And I, I've, I just told George Knapp this. I was almost in tears. Oh wow! Because that movie is like one of the reasons I make movies. Mm -hmm. Like I adore that movie. And um, he, I mean, he had a legitimate. Like he went on this whole thing about it's like having a late night conversation with a friend and like all this stuff. And it was just really cool. Yeah. And and I had received. He had sent me an email, a really nice email, and I might have shared it with you back in the day that he had a couple months ago or whatever mm-hmm. when he first saw it but this was surreal like just yeah. to listen to him talk about it in those terms on the show and, th- and then the other guy said really nice things too mm-hmm. um but i i should mention that if you're the only thing about it i believe it's a patreon exclusive for them so to hear it you would have to you'd have to be a patreon member uh which is probably worth it um but the it's a ninety minute discussion all about Mothman Legacy and the Mothman mm-hmm. with Rich and he you know he's yeah. got his very specific ideas right about things so it was a really cool thing that happened this mm-hmm. past week and that that you know I mean you'll appreciate this uh, I did this con- I don't know if the George Knapp thing will be released as a podcast apparently it might be a podcast we did a, a voice interview okay um, it might be a podcast or it might just be a written thing but we were videoed chatting and um that was a little surreal now i don't have the like background with him that someone like you does i mm-hmm. i'm not i haven't been into this my whole life and i, and I i'm well aware of of george knapp and his work and i've, I've mm-hmm. considered myself a fan but like i don't have the connection that you would but yeah. it was uh i i just said this to ryan sprague yesterday too it was shocking when he started asking questions, he had clearly, if he had not watched the movie, he had, he had at least gone through it mm-hmm. scene by scene. Cause he, wow. um, had very specific questions, mm-hmm. uh, and really praised the, the movie and, and all of our movies. He said he'd been, he's been wanting to talk to us for a long time. No and, kidding. You know, like he had knowledge of, he had definitely seen the other Mothman movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was weird too. Like, just yeah. like, noting certain scenes and shots and things that mm-hmm. he he was interested in and like wanted to ask me about uh and then he then he was excited to find out i had slept through my coast to coast spot because he said he had wanted to talk to me and that oh. part i actually did know he had reached out to us it was after we had already scheduled the one that i slept through okay so he had and i told him i was like you know george you didn't miss anything i slept through my coast spot and he, he was like well, that's great. I'll talk to you. So, so it could so be they're, that they're, you end up with NAP? Yeah, they're oh, trying to wow. get that scheduled. So I might end up being on coast. I literally, for listeners, I haven't put this out there. I was supposed to be on coast to coast and I slept through my spot, which to be fair to me, I was in the, 
in the middle of a week, I did 30 interviews in about six days. And that's not an exaggeration. It might've been like 27, 28, but it was like in that neighborhood. Um, most of them you'll never hear or find because they were on tiny morning zoo shows and TV news broadcasts that never went up online. I did an amazing interview, not amazing. Cause like I was amazing, but yeah. I did an amazing interview with W S S S A Z. I think out of Charleston hmm. and the host, whoever he was, was fan- we talked for like 25 minutes video and really cool, like back and forth. And he was hilarious and had a lot of insight into West Virginia mm-hmm. and how they view the Mothman and all this stuff. Can't find this thing anywhere. It's nowhere mm. online. Well, it's the men in black. I know. I was so disappointed about it though. Cause it was, it yeah. was legitimate. Like you don't Charleston, uh, West South, Virginia. Oh, West Virginia. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And it was It'd just be a, a natural. You'd yeah. Think. It was yeah. just such a cool interview mm-hmm. and, um, nowhere to be found online. But anyway, I, I was in the middle of doing all this stuff and I had just done that interview that night. So I had done the 25 minute TV thing. Yeah. And regardless of if it's a little TV station in, in, West Virginia and you're talking on video chat, you're still, I'm nervous through it. I mean, it's your nerves go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, sl- I just, I laid down. So I laid down on the couch at like nine o'clock and I was like, I'm going to get to bed early mm-hmm. and I couldn't sleep. And I woke up at some point around like 1130 and I was like, I'm not woke up, but got up at around mm-hmm. 1130. And I said, I'm going to go upstairs and I'm going to set up my alarm and I'm going to lay down in bed, keep myself fully clothed. Like jeans and everything. Yeah. I had to come in here to do the interview. I was coming downtown. Mm-hmm. Fell asleep. Alarm never went off. Oh. At 3.30, Tommy woke up screaming. I wake up. I'm like, why am I in my socks? <sighs> and then I realized. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. And yeah, I slept through it. Woke up. I had like a dozen missed calls from Tom Danheiser. Oh, man. The whole thing. And yeah, so I slept through my coat. Yeah. Spot. So well, it was what? Three to five? Three to five. Was your shift? Yeah. That's brutal it's just brutal yeah because i had to be up at to get into my office to get up myself up get some coffee try to wake up was 2 15 mm-hmm. if i wanted to do that yeah so that's when my alarm was set for 2 15 and i don't know what happened just never went off mm-hmm. again the men in black <laughs> yeah you should never be up at two o'clock no for any reason <laughs> no it's just not good in ohio i agree um all right so this was the 100th uh, 100th episode there's going to be many many more for those expecting me to announce a uh, a retirement <laughs> on episode 100, that is not the case. Um, but thanks for tuning in. If you're watching via video, thank you for tuning in. This is episode 100. For you watching over video, this is episode one in, in a way, in a weird mm-hmm. way. But we're gonna do uh, we're gonna continue doing these video episodes, and I'm excited to see how it all goes. So, all right, uh, we're shutting it down. Any final thoughts on 100? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's the Giggle Fest. The Giggle Fest. The Giggle Fest started. Woo. No, I, um, I'm looking forward to what we do next, whatever that happens to be. Yeah. Um, it, it's always interesting. And with the projects that are coming up next, I think it'll be fun to go behind the scenes with those. And then, as you said, maybe get back to our roots with a little bit of topic research, maybe like have a few series here and there. Yeah. Definitely as December gets closer, get ready for our holiday theme shows. Ghost story episode. Oh, happy Halloween, by the way. Yes. All right. Shutting it down. Bye-bye.
Monsteropolis is proudly presented on Wadsworth Community Radio 97.1 FM or streaming live at wadsworthcommunityradio.com. It is proudly underwritten by Thurber's Jewelers on the Square in downtown Wadsworth.